Hi, I'm Nigel Campbell, editor of Jazz in the Islands magazine, with another episode of Island Jazz Chat, a podcast featuring conversations with Caribbean jazz and pan jazz musicians based in the islands and the diaspora. Good night, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Island Jazz Chat. I'm Nigel Campbell once again, and we've restarted the podcast after a little short break. But what the hell? COVID, these things happen. And we're starting once again tonight with Trinidad's smooth jazz guitarist, the man who puts the smooth jazz into soca music, Mr. Clifford Charles. Welcome, Clifford, to Island Jazz Chat. Thank you, Nigel. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Not a problem. Um, this is a podcast where we kind of talk to Caribbean jazz musicians, and um, we want to continue the trend and thing. And those, what I call persons who have put the Caribbean accent into jazz music, and you certainly have done that by incorporating, um, utilizing sorry, our local music, and giving it a contemporary feel, which is pretty cool. So that said. Let's just go back to the beginning. Tell me where did Clifford Charles start his musical career and we'll go from there. Well, I was fortunate at an early age. Well, I lost my father at uh, 14 years and mm-hmm. basically the single parent family after which. And uh, he was the sole breadwinner. Yes. And after that, hard times fall because my mother was a housewife. She is a housewife. And before that, I always tried. I used to be passing after school. And I used to see girls taking piano lessons. Mm. And I always asked my parents for piano lessons, but they couldn't afford it. Move forward. In secondary school now, I went to Crappy Choima Senior Comprehensive. Mm-hmm. And there, I had a music teacher by the name of Horacio Lewis. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, he realized that I had some talent in music, and he asked me to call my mother in school. And he told my mother, he said, you have to buy a guitar for him. He, I tried him out on the drums. I tried him out on various instruments, even the violin. Mm. He said, but guitar, he seemed to take to that guitar. You have to buy a guitar for him. And, you know, she bought the guitar. And um, I started taking lessons in school. I did my grades in school mm-hmm. with Mr. Horacio Lewis. And one of my influences was Mr. Ken Archer, who is also teaching at school. He went on to do his doctorate in music now. And he lives in New Jersey. Mm. And... Um, I took all my grades because I didn't have any CXC music in the, those days, and neither could you go to UWE to do a degree after. So I just did the Trinity School of Music in London. Mm-hmm. And after school, I got in into the Trinidad and Tobago Police Band. Still a young teenager, 19 years. And mm-hmm. that was the real institution. Mm-hmm. When I went there, they had two guitarists. So I went in as a clarinet player, a principal clarinet player. So I was playing more clarinet than guitar. Wow. Right, so I played clarinet professionally for 13 years. Wow, I did not know this. How many people know this? <laughs> Boy, plenty of people. I did not know this yeah. at all. Especially, yeah, you know, people in the police band and other mm. people who, you know. Mm. I played clarinet for 13 years in the Trinidad and Tobago police band and guitar. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And I play side drums for marching on parades. Mm-hmm. So when there are parades, independent parade, I will play mm-hmm. the uh, snare drum. Mm-hmm. And then I'll play my clarinet for classicals and all the other pieces. And then for carnival, I'll play my guitar and whatnot. So I, I was doubling mm-hmm. on both the guitar and the clarinet, but more on the clarinet. So there I learned to arrange music because you have a whole orchestra there. Mm-hmm. So I learned instrumentation. I learned how to arrange. I learned how to write music. My reading of music become very good because it's a job where you have to read music every day. Mm-hmm. So you become a good sight reader. You could somebody could put a sheet of music in front of you and you could play it. You know, that's so, excellent. Yeah. So I did that, and that that's basically it there. But in my village too, uh, when I was learning, there's a, a guy I always like to call his name, Mister Jimmy Philip. He's a fan in Ocita. I don't know if you ever heard. Mm-hmm. Of I've heard him. the name. Yes. Yeah. Right. He's a he in the village I live in. He's very close to us, and when I couldn't tune my guitar, Jimmy will tune the guitar for me. And that's the man who introduced me to George Benson. George Benson, you go into that's the top. The man, <laughs> that's the man who introduced me to George Benson. Mm. Ever since I heard George Benson. That was it. I say I always want to play like him. Mm. Well, not I have my own style, but I want to, I like his tone. I like mm-hmm. his smoothness. I like so I just started listening to him, listen, buy all his records. I've all plenty George Benson. Mm-hmm. They started listening to him, and then I started to go to West Montgomery, mm-hmm. all these people. And there was also a gentleman in the police band by the name of Keith Christmas. He used to be with Relator a lot. Okay. He as well kind of rub off on me, and Jeffrey Smith, and a lot of people, you know. But those years, mm. my formative years, and I, I really was in the right place around the right people and in the right job. When was that? The 70s, the 80s? When was that? That was 88. I joined the band in 88. When 88. I was like, I think it's important for other people to understand because we in the Caribbean here, we have, I know for a fact for a lot of carnival musicians, the orphanage was a, it was an outlet for learning music oh, yeah. and teaching. And the oh, other yeah. place, of course, is the police band, the, um, the regiment band, the fire band. So those right. institutions clearly were good teaching spot, a teaching yeah. start for our local musicians. But one of the things that you said is by being in the band, you also learned how to read music and university man that was the university yeah, exactly that, that, <laughs> that, was the, that, that was my university because yeah. mm-hmm. i couldn't go to berkeley my parents couldn't pay to send me out of the country there's no yeah. music degree in trinidad at that time uh-huh. so you had to go you had to go who, who was the head of the police band when you were there uh mr george scott he, prospect had left and oh, i remember came. prospect but he came so george scott george yeah, scott, yeah. this is amazing okay, it's amazing. So when um did you leave? Did you I don't know well, I believe it or not, I'm not even sure if it's still in the police band, but I know well, you probably left. But when did you leave the police? Yeah. I left the police band in two thousand and one after thirteen years, eighty-eight mm-hmm. to thirteen years. Mm-hmm. And I've been a music teacher at Gasparello Secondary since then for twenty-two years, twenty-one mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Mm, so you're a music teacher? Yeah, music teacher. You, l- right. you know you learn something new every day. I know you as a recording artist because i knew you had four records but you had a fifth record which was a very rare record yeah, that jazz flavors yeah. ming had ming had showed me a copy of the record so i know that your recording career started in 2004 with um just in time just what happened between time. what happened between 2001 and 2004 what were you doing because you had stopped in the police band i must did yeah, you just get I, your teaching job yes i went straight to teaching because i, I went and do uh diploma in pan in ue the mm-hmm. certificate in pan yeah. and then i did the, the music degree 
Did they do three years music degree at UE? Yeah, yeah, I did that. We were oh. some of the when I started in 1998 to study for the certificate in Pan, we used to do it in the old building where the doubles man used to be across <laughs> there. There's a old board house. Yes, I know it. Yeah, that was before DCFA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah what it we used to was. be in the board mm. house, sweating mm. it out. Sweating. Mm. No, it's no, no air conditioner. It's have, it have air conditioning in one of the rooms, but like outside and thing, you know, mm. other classes, it didn't really have that. Like the class across there. Mm. We didn't have all that, and then, you know, so we we were I I think in 1998 we were about the second batch to to to, to start it. That's when it really kick off. I think. Okay. It probably kick out a year or two before, but it was the early times. Mm, I got you. I'm not sure. I got you. Let me ask you a question. Was Chantal Ezel an instructor there? Yes, Chantal taught me um jazz theory. Chantal Ezel was an instructor there, and she mm -hmm. did taught me. Yeah, I remember that. I remember hearing that thing. So, okay, 2004 came up and you had your album just in time. What made you decide it's time for me to record? I'm a teacher. I finished my career in the police band. Now I want to make records like my favorite George Benson. What? Yes. Well, I always had some compositions there. I wrote those compositions years before. Mm -hmm. And I always trying to, 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 to write from inspiration. Whenever it comes and I feel it, I put it down and leave it. Mm -hmm. Maybe if it's a motive or a couple motives, and just leave it. Mm -hmm. um, like when you season chicken, you leave it there, you know. <laughs> so I just write a little motive, mm -hmm. a second motive. That thing I really think I put it down. Then I might come back to it after a couple of months, and that continued for years. And then I took them and I started to compose and arrange some of the the music. And I decided um, my friend who lived next to me here in in Orchard Garden, mm -hmm. who's a member of the police band, Wayne Tobit. Mm -hmm. He had a recording studio and he said, Charles, well, let's try the recording. And I went and we recorded it. And mm -hmm. we did a song on that called Beautiful Island that everybody loved with Christopher Tambubu. But... Yes, I know the song, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's, we form our relationship in the police band, Tambu and I. And up to now, we're still good. And mm -hmm. I called Tambu and said, I wrote this song by Beautiful Island. I want you to um, sing it. I will send the um, melody for you and the lyrics. And he woke out on it. The night to do the take, he came in the studio. He said, boy, Charlo, boy, throat, boy, I wonder if I could, um, I mean, there was a serious throat problem and he mm. feeling good. But when the music take him, so, mm. man, rest of it, one take. And that Boom was shot. It. Okay. Yeah, it was and now we're going to hear Beautiful Island. Say 
Yes. So, um, so he came and he, he, he did that. And, and boy, Tambu, after early this year, Tambu called me and tell me how he oh he really loves that song you know a nice song i admittedly i really i remember this song and actually it was i heard this song before i didn't i think i may or may not have seen you at jazz artists in the greens because i knew you performed you kind of yes, launched yes. all your songs at jazz, launch all yes, your yes, at jazz artists in the greens. Yes. Yes. but um i do remember him being there uh, but for some reason it's kind of in the in the past i kind of i remember it but yet i don't remember it fully and thing but i do yes. remember um, your other subsequent record, records that you kind of yes, launched yes, and you yes. performed at Jazz Artists in the Greens in Trinidad because I, as, I, as I said well I'm those who do those and those who do it and I'm part of the production Vinet puts that together but one of the things that you you provide is what they call contemporary jazz right and they have a number of artists throughout the Caribbean Booing Sun um, yes, Elan yes. Trotman Eddie Boleyn and that kind of fellas like contemporary Absolutely. contemporary jazz Arturo Tappen yes and I, I've always thought audiences love it. So, I mean, if, if yeah. they love it, go for it. I mean, I ain't going to tell you, you're going to play Charlie Park or some kind of hard, hard right, kind of right. bebop and yeah. thing. Give me people what they want, right? So, um, of course, you know, you, you're working uh, 2004, you did just in time. 2005, you released this live album called Trinidad Jazz Flavors. Yeah. I do not know why you never re released the record because there are a bunch of people in Trinidad who, who I know who want to basically want everything by an artist, right? Yeah. And right. now that we're in this digital age where we have Spotify and basically you can take your right. whole catalog and put it on if you if you want oh, yes. to. I, I hope you own all the masters. You have all the masters. Please tell me you have your masters. Well, most of all of them except one. Which one you do have? Don't don't scabro. Yes, yes. Okay, I know I know the story behind that. We'll get to that when we get to that, right? But um I can't tell you what to do, but my suggestion is this is a digital age, go digital. Let everybody have access to your music and if you've got to put it on, on Apple Music to download and that kind of stuff, right, so be yeah. it. On Amazon to download and thing. So be it and thing. But as I said, I think um after two thousand and five was Jazz Flavors and then come around to two thousand eight downtown Scarborough, that infamous yes, record. That, that was a really nice record. I enjoyed that record. Up to today I, I always listen to it and yeah. um, you know, and um I compose all the songs mm -hmm. and um that work for me, Dong Dong Scarborough was a growth in terms of my a musical growth for me because the arrangement became more complex in terms mm -hmm. of harmonic structure. If you listen to Dong Dong Scarborough, you're going to hear some of the you know more more input musically, mm -hmm. um, and the lines differently. You know, so um, that was a musical growth for me. I enjoyed recording it, and I love those compositions. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so yeah. I want the rights to the composition. So. Yeah, well, I, 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 let, I mean, let's just put it out there. I know that the um, the, produ the executive producer was Ming, Michael yes. Tong, right? And he was on, I think it was on his Pali music label, if I, if I get it correct and thing. But it was a good record. It was clearly one of those, I'm a fan of Ming, and I've said so, I had him on the podcast right. in the past. And his production work is, is, is on par with anybody anywhere else in the world, right? Certainly by 2008, when they did that album, and just before, were you starting to, to link up with fellow Caribbean musicians, like as I say, Boingson and oh, George, yeah, yeah, yeah. George Benson, you say be in the Caribbean often, so I'm well, sure you met George him. Benson, I met George Benson. Mm -hmm. uh, let me get this story about it. We went in St. Lucia Jazz to play for 12 days for, mm -hmm. the, for the Calypso season, carnival season and the Calypso competition. So we stayed there, we do the uh, semi-finals and the finals. Who's we? The police band? A band. A band. No, a band. A, band, mm. a, a makeup band. Okay. Yeah? Mm -hmm. My partner, fellow Neptune, you know, Chopita, fellow mm -hmm. Neptune, you probably know him, he's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, we went up there. And that's the same year, um, the 
the, the girl who won the monarch died in an accident mm-hmm. at that time. She, mm-hmm. she, she, I think she won it that year and she died in the... Uh, in an accident. In an accident after. But while we were there, and we were going through the process, Pedro Neptune said, boy, I'd carry to see this man, boy. He's one of the best guitarists in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about this Abu Hingston. Mm. Yeah, you know who is that? He said, boy, you making joke? You know what Boo Hingston, boy? Mm. He said, boy, I care to see this man, boy. And Boo Hingston was playing somewhere. Mm-hmm. And fellow knew where he was playing, and fellow Kermit introduced me to Boo Hingston. And Boo Hingston said, use a guitarist, man, tomorrow night I'm playing so and so. Come and play some guitar, yeah. man. Yeah, he's already in That's already yeah, yeah, I went. Yeah. I went. He was playing some song in a minor or something. He said, Clifford, come on, man, bring the guitar for you, man. Come on, mm. guitar, come on, play and thing, solid thing. And that's how, that's how the relationship began. And then after, in Tobago Jazz, Jazz on the Beach, he had yes. played there too. And we played mm-hmm. on the same stage too, you know? Mm-hmm. So he came down and he listened to the band and he was quite impressed and thing. And the relationship mm-hmm. gets better and better. And we communicate after. We communicate all the time on um, Yeah, well, WhatsApp. I know. He, I will... he just called me just the other day. Yeah, we, we, we do talk and he, he you know he knows who the musicians are in Trinidad. Of course your name keeps popping up as as a guitarist, as a fellow guitarist and thing. In terms of you, you mentioned you went to St. Lucia, of course, Tobago jazz experience and that kind of stuff, jazz on the beach and thing. What about your ideas? Of, degrees, well, yeah. yeah, definitely degrees at this what in I fact, that was the first place of performance uh Professional? So yeah, yeah. I, I I do remember that. Yeah. I wasn't part of the organization then, but I think I actually went to the show. Or, or yes. if I didn't go to the show, I I know I definitely saw a million and one photographs of the show. But yes, there was sir. something about that show that I I do remember and the performance. I saw your photograph with with Tambo on the stage and thing. But I'm interested in to know, have you ever had opportunities to tour outside of the Caribbean or to perform, I should say, or in other areas outside of Saint Lucia? Yes, St. Lucia. Yes, St. Lucia. Yes, St. Lucia. Really yeah. uh, maybe with, the only time I did that was with Sokaban, like when I was at Horizon. I mean, mm-hmm. Caribbean, North America, Colombia, St. Lucia's kids. With the Sokaban. Guys was in the band. Rain Rodriguez was in the band. Mm-hmm. So, apart from the jazz, I was a good session musician. I mean, when you well, listen to... Session musicians is where it's make, yeah, that is where it's make all the money. When you listen to Shadow Stranger and Horn, I play guitar on Stranger, I play on Horn, I play guitar on the whole album. Papa and you. several other albums by Shadow. Papa, you, I didn't know that. Well, you see, session session work is work. Eh? I mean, there's nothing wrong in it. And as we know, fellas like Ralph McDonald, that was his whole career. He was a session musician. Right? So there's nothing wrong in that at all. And I guess as an aside, he made some records and clearly oh, yeah. he wrote great songs that we all know and thing. But I'm just thinking, now that I'm saying but this. On the soca, but on his soca, he did do some tours, but not with, mm. the, not with the jazz. I never uh, really uh, pursue it. Like, why Why not? Why you never pursue the, the touring with the jazz? Because I'm a fan of the jazz and I, I could see up some spaces for you. I mean, St. Lucia Jazz, if you know Boo, Boo could link you up to play well, some jazz. I went there twice. But to perform? I played there twice, yeah. Oh, yeah. Played there twice. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Boo, busy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do that. Twice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, twice. Yeah. yeah. You have to do that. That's what I say. So I know in that, in that time, that was like about the, the late, early, um, the late 2000s, 2008, 2009, I think I was thinking about. Because I think in 2008, you made Dongtong Scarborough. Yes. Right? Um, who approached who? Ming approached you or you approached Ming? How did that no, happen? I come about? Ming. I approached Ming. I approached Ming about it. Mm-hmm. We did it. We did it. We, a couple of weeks, you know. A couple of weeks. I went there. Mm-hmm. I have my music written out. Show him it. 
Because you, you you write you could write your own sheet music. You could script yeah, 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 transcribe yeah, yeah, yeah. your music. Yeah, 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 I can do that one. Well I think that puts you on a, on a higher plane than a lot of musicians in Trinidad because you know, I should do um Calypso for Calypsonia and thing online. Yeah, yeah. I recognize as once you, I guess once you're a transcriber, you basically you're in demand person. But I'm just thinking in terms of some of our contemporary our musicians here, I know they write down chords and chord changes, right? And that's it, and they just feel away like a almost like a fake book. Right, but right. you you probably could write the notes on on the on the bars and yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So that gives you an advantage that unfortunately or fortunately a lot of Caribbean musicians not Caribbean, let me rephrase that. Unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of Trinidad jazz musicians aren't equipped to do that, right? But um I, the other thing that I as I said that I was always impressed about your playing. I had it has a kind of fluidity, very easy on the and it's not jarring and, and yes you have great technical ideas but the finger work clearly is it's superior to a lot of musicians i know and you know right in terms of its smoothness which what makes sense certainly for the caribbean and this contemporary jazz kind of thing here but um i think the thing that really put me over the top was with your your versions of our soca songs right it's carnival and and, and some of these other songs and thing i mean it, it made sense to me right it's it's is that a, is that something that you want to continue or you just want to? I will always continue that. Yeah, because uh, at the time I came up with it's carnival, mm-hmm. and boy, audience used to love that song. Anytime we play that, nice dexterous. Russell Cadogan, Sean Friday, myself, that was always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, what I when I look around, I see people doing more calypso. Like me, will do calypso slow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all, everybody, you know, fancy sailor. Mm-hmm. Everybody doing the calypso, but I never really hear. I don't know if it's people did it and I don't know but I never hear nobody really record Ahsoka or Ahsoka and bring it down to a yeah. ballad yeah, yeah. I say ballad do that because it's only Calypso I seen everybody doing remake of Calypso in ballad you know make that Calypso Calypso uh-huh. music yes, and all yes. these mm-hmm. you know and you know so I, I have my eyes open and I see it's only Calypso so I say well listen let try some and I started with that, I take it, and I realized it's it kind of like time after time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Melody. Mm-hmm. And um, so I am, um, I bring it down, I change some of the chords, mm-hmm. you know, put some more sophisticated chords in it. And um, I um, play it and it, it, it had an impact, and I realized it had an impact, and then I started to do more. Mm-hmm. And when you reach on the next CD, we'll talk about something. Yeah, like yeah, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
anytime I record, anytime I record a CD, it must have Ahsoka. Ahsoka, true, yes. The, I remember Duncan Scarborough had tension, Shadow's tension. That, love, that was that was really nice. Um, in the first record, well, it, it just in time is where they had this carnival from the very first record. No, it's carnival. It came down on the um the one you say that I don't bring out too much. Trinidad Jazz flavors. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. but I bought it. I bring it back in home. Um, downtown scab and um homeward bong. Homeward bong. Yeah. All right, well, no problem. But between Homeward Bong and Downtown Scarborough, to me, is your, your best record, Angle Lighter, which is yeah, Songs yeah, yeah. from Deep Within. That came out yeah, in 2011. Yeah. Angle yes, Lighter. The, the, the original compositions, they were melodically beautiful. And Angle Lighter in 2011 was a kind of hot period when, quote-unquote, smooth jazz was, like, bubbling big time, globally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of people are following the music and the melodies. People now may see the melodies on song of a lot of familiar, but... I just thought they were interesting compositions. They had some vocals on top of it. Yeah, um, I did the, um, the, 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 the is Ahsoka wine up on Groove me, with me. Yeah, groove with me. Yeah, yeah. Groove with me. That is the song. people like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Here go ahead and now.
yeah as i said i i really a fan of that record and thing what was he so on that um that um um why not on me baby keep working it keep working yes, it yes 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 some teacher and song yeah that, that was a bring it down again mm -hmm. into a ballad like i mm -hmm. do it all my cds, all CDs yeah. coming mm -hmm. down into smoothies and that was the one that and we did one. it with that cd however i played all the instruments i recorded mm -hmm. home here oh really so is yeah, that self-produced mm. i record that cd myself wow I got Tony Mason to play drums on um oh the same why not on me Tony Mason mm -hmm. play drums on that mm -hmm. and I got David to play on another song drums and then my son play one on Home Sweet Home and I did everything myself I did everything right here in my studio home I recorded everything I played keyboards everything mm. except for one song Derek played on Derek played keyboard Derek Dogan yes Sugana Sunset that's the one where they did mm. no so when a sunset is in home, or, well, sorry, yes. So, yeah. You'll be getting So basically, I played everything. <laughs> everything, yeah, like CV Wonder. You do everything for yourself, yeah. As well as because we have your own studio. This is the other thing that is, um, that you have an advantage. You're a musician, but you also know how to read and transcribe music. You have your own studio, so you also know how to engineer your own music as it well. You're the complete package. You don't need anybody else because that's a really good time. You know, time. sometimes, yeah, you know, but, but there's plenty of work, yeah? Well, I, I, the music business is not easy. I hope it's a lot of work because I always tell people, don't assume that the music business is a, is a, is a, a giveaway. It's, it's work. You have, you have work to do. No two ways about it. The, the, the rollout of records, I mean, you had four records certainly up to that point in seven years, which was excellent. And they had a little gap and then you had Homeward Bong, which to me had a lot of, a lot more soca covers yeah. than originals, right? That's I, the name I, of it, man. Homeward Bong. Homeward Bong, yeah. And and remember you had one with different theology, the um, Bungie oh, Garden yeah, yeah, song, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. really, really, really. And that was that one almost yes, it's contemporary jazz, but it was also shows that you you understand almost like they won't say the language of bebop fully, but you had a kind of notion of what jazz is post bop kind of stuff because you had a lot of chord progressions that were making sense. And I said this music is really, really good.
tell me about the, the how that how we, how we came up with Hobart Bong. Where that come from? Well, at that time we had um, David Richards, Ron Clark, mm-hmm. and Sean Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron you Clark know, on Ron keyboard, Clark. Sean Friday on bass, yeah. David Richards on drums. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the core there. And um, you know, I just say, you know, I, I want to do. I was just getting that vibe just to do local stuff and mm-hmm. a few compositions mm-hmm. with that kind of vibe. So I went about and I started to brainstorm and put out songs that I like. And um, I started to work on it, get all the arrangements done. And when I get the arrangement done, I presented it to the band. Mm-hmm. And we started to work on it. I asked the band, you know, how you feel about it, or you like the vibes and whatnot. And everybody was good at it, so we see, all right. At that time, David Richard was preparing to go to, go Canada. to Canada, yeah. Yeah, he and Jesse, because both mm-hmm. of them played on it. They played on um, the David Rudder back and our lady. Mm-hmm. Jesse played a uh, saxophone, well, David played on one. Yeah. He played saxophone on it. And um, yeah, we, we recorded down by Jason. Jason Desant. Mar- Marvel, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we went there and we set up a night and mm-hmm. yes, we take one. You played it live all the way through? Um, I, get, I usually I usually play a dummy track with the band and I come back after and do my and overdub your guitar. So we did play it live for the band mm-hmm. and then after I'll come and just put your guitar on. Yeah. Yeah. Put my guitar on, mm-hmm. me and Jason alone and I will play. Mm-hmm. And fix yeah, the it song up. the song the guitar I know too is about it. Is it has that really smooth tone that you talk about the George Benson tone. Well, like a Norman Brown tune if you want to go there yeah. and that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're quite correct about it. I've heard that and thing, and it makes a lot of sense. And smooth lines, that is the beauty of the playing, right? So to hear uh-huh. our soca music or in this kind of modern content, you could have put on that radio in Miami or New York or, or San Francisco, wherever they have a smooth jazz station left, because they don't have many of them left. And hear that music, because now I had a question. I, I remember meeting an executive from a from Shanaki Records. He had come to Trinidad for a conference. Oh, right. And I, I remember telling him, I actually told him about you and, and I can't remember if I asked you to come down and meet him, but I think you were preparing the album or something like that. But I did play my track, right? And the thing about smooth jazz, which is such a strange thing, is that they have um, a very specific sound. And if you just move off, move off by just like a centimeter to the left or to the right, all of a sudden it's oh, that's fusion, that's something else, something right. But it was as close as you could have gotten to what was bubbling on um, jazz radio, certainly in, in North America or in Europe also. I think they still have smooth jazz radio in Europe and England. It's it's an opportunity, and I'm just hoping that this kind of work that you're putting out, because that was in 2014 when you released Homeward Bong. We're in 2022. Let's assume the last two years were, were lost because of COVID and a lot of things couldn't happen, including recording properly and that kind of stuff. Are, are you planning a new album soon or something? So what's of happening course. there? I already recorded three tracks already. One, two, three. Original compositions or covers? And Soka. Okay. Soka had to rotate and played on one when he was down here. Mm-hmm. And that's recorded with him, boy. Hmm, saxophone. Magic. I could well imagine. Um, yeah. That's Asuka. And I have two original compositions that I did and finished already. Mm-hmm. So we'll just um, get some more, about five more, eight. Um, and yeah, when, I have you pl- when, you, when you plan to release that record? After COVID, now we're now starting to get back on track. You know, he's now starting to play. Mm-hmm. Sometime in October, we'll have our yeah, concerts. Okay. And um, as soon as the band get back and we start to... Everybody nice and muscle memory and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we get back in that that, that band vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we start 
been someone. I'm here as soon as I finish we'll bring it up because I believe in bringing out your compositions. I don't want to hold it back. I hear you. And I'm glad that you're doing that because I think that is an important thing for for local artists to understand that um if you're not recording, we're not we, we it's almost like we're not present, right? I know there are a lot of musicians who play live and that kind of stuff. If you have the ability to compose Put it out in the marketplace and let the market decide yeah or nay right um in terms of just we're going to wrap it up very soon in terms of what you you do i don't know how are sales for your records i mean as i mentioned earlier on in the podcast now is the now is the era of streaming put all the music on spotify apple whatever but well I well it's my music are there my mm. music are on those platforms and mm. it's um i wouldn't say it, it's spectacular <laughs> well, but yeah. they are they are sales. i wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's spectacular so you get sales on the live shows you do definitely yes when you perform live of course having the cds available to to sell to um to patrons is a is a thing yeah well you know as i said i think um this 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 idea and this journey that we've been doing at least certainly i've been doing in terms of getting our caribbean jazz musicians to basically tell us about themselves and tell us about their music and share their music is something that i think is not happening enough right i mean one of the, the hindrances i think is marketing right and marketing and free so as much as you'd like to get music out there and, and promote it it costs us dollars and we will know the situation and thing if if this podcast could do any little thing to make sure the name clifford charles is part of the whole kind of group of of globally known jazz musicians they do, whether or not they want to call themselves caribbean jazz musicians is it to me is irrelevant but I think that people have to hear your music and people have to know your music, right? And I, I hope that you continue recording because what I've heard so far from Justin Time, Trinidad Jazz Flavors, Dong Tong Scarborough, Songs from Deep Within and Homeward Bong in last, which was out in 2014 and a new album coming up. Brother, your music is real good. You have nothing to worry about. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Nothing to worry about. It's just that, um, as I said, the critical, there are some little areas. Not so much, it's not, a, it's, I'm not, criticizing you but there are some areas that have to be dealt with you know the kind of legal legal aspect of the music and who own and all that kind of stuff and money has to be spent it's not your problem but money is spent and it's not going anywhere so tell us just just as as i say we as we're wrapping up here you could give me a a kind of heads up of what the new album will be when it'll be coming out that kind of stuff well i don't know when it will i don't know when it will be coming out because i'm in the process of um getting the band together and, and looking to record sometime in the near future. So um, it won't take long, uh, mm-hmm. but I can't give you a time. But all I can say is that it will certainly be By some year? good composition, mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good compositions. And of mm-hmm. course, you're going to look out for them soca, smooth so- soca smooth jazz. Soca, smooth soca jazz, yeah. I think you come up with that free smooth soca jazz. I love that. That's yeah, because it. it makes sense. It's a niche work it and i hope that i hope you you get opportunities to tour because i think that as i said you working at Buhingson is nice and of course St. Lucia is the biggest jazz festival in the caribbean but there are opportunities elsewhere and hopefully you'll be able to benefit from those opportunities i mean that's right. your team will have to work on that but yeah, definitely. your music has legs and it has legs to go places that a lot of us don't recognize as it was but say what that's how it is. When you when you gonna are you when you gonna retire from teaching? Are you close to retirement age? I don't know. You're yes, like yes. a teenager. Um, <laughs> yes, I am. I'm close to retirement. I made thirty four years already. Fifteen and oh. the and twenty. That's true. Thirty three and the third is it? That is it. Yeah, I've done year. already. So uh-huh. next year, next year, ne- next year, I'm sending in my request. Uh-huh. I stay about a year, so by the following year, July, I should that's it for me. You should be out of that. 
Records down the road. That's what you're looking for. Clifford Charles. Music 27, man. <laughs> eating, sleeping, and... You see like how COVID... Uh-huh. You see how the COVID was? Uh-huh. Eating, sleeping, and drinking music. Your mm-hmm. whole day home. Mm-hmm. You uh, practice yeah. during COVID time, I'm, I'm assuming. All oh. during... Ah, there you go. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love COVID, to practice. COVID made me realize that I wasn't practicing enough. Yeah, that practice I did during the COVID... It makes me realize that when I have time, I don't have the day job. Mm-hmm. How much I could do? How much I could do? How much my playing could improve? Mm. I'm looking forward to the new album, Clifford Charles. Yeah, thank man. you for this. This conversation has been beautiful. For all the fans out there, big up! Thanks for following me and thanks for supporting. Where I could find you on 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 YouTube, Instagram? Give me your, your handle. Um, yes, Clifford Charles. Mm. on Instagram Clifford Charles on Facebook wonderful ladies and gentlemen this has been Clifford Charles I'm Nigel Campbell thank you bye Island Jazz Chat has been a production of Jazz in the Islands magazine powered by iRadio.tt